I am from beyond. Listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider-Man and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle. Welcome to Prattle World, I'm your host, the ever-amazing, ever-spectacular Spider-Dan, and in this podcast I spotlight entertainment's best-kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. And we are back once again talking top five licensed Dark Horse comics. So this time we are going to look, we're going to get out of the Alien franchises, the Predator and Alien franchises, and we're going to look at another very popular sci-fi franchise and it is the terminator franchise good old arnie james cameron all the best people are in them again some of the sequels maybe not so great really again it's a kind of similar thing with all these kind of franchises that do kind of fall off the wagon ever so slightly but um but these uh are these are really good stories and they could have easily have been terminator sequels or tv shows or whatever you and and yeah it's it's a good collection of stories i i got inspired by uh to read these by playing terminator resistance which is an, it's an okay shooter like it's not it steals a lot of stuff from better video games that you've played um but it's cool to kind of shoot the spider tanks and shoot the t-800s and um you know take out skynet and all that sort of stuff and then you it's really cool when you uh when you're fighting the infiltrators or the the ones that have skin and stuff when you shoot their faces off the the whole skin comes off and you can see the the all the battle damage and everything that was one of the cooler elements it's not not that easy a game either actually um but it was fun it was it was definitely something um you know i probably wouldn't buy it like the full price i got it on a sale i think i got it for like 15 quid i thought yeah why not it's terminator it might be okay um i think even like even bad games if you put a license on them that often that can kind of raise up a bad game and kind of make it somewhat better the music's great um a lot of the elements are there a lot of the storylines kind of tie in this there is some choice related stuff that doesn't really necessarily necessarily pay off or not um there are kind of choices to be made but the, the main choice is whether to save certain people or not save certain people in in one situation. Um, and there was a lot of there was a lot of um, sex scenes in it. Surprisingly, <laughs> for a Terminator game, um, I had two two sex scenes. Uh, you know, two opportunities to sleep with digital women, and of course, I took both opportunities. Definitely, you know, as as you do, as you do. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna get back on to the comics. So so the comics have been through uh, the license has been owned by various different comic companies um unlike the alien predator franchise which kind of always been owned by dark horse the terminus franchise has jumped around quite a bit i think marvel had it for a bit uh, a few other companies uh, has jumped around quite a bit but these original dark horse comics i think before before terminator there was there was another series i'm about to get on to that but let's get started top five terminator comics and we go with number one is the burning earth so this is written by uh, ron fortier Fortier? Fortier. That's what I'm going to say. Um, and this has art. Like, this is the first professional work 
from comic book superstar Alex Ross. Um, so if you know Alex Ross's work, Kingdom Come, Marvels, those are his two big ones. Um, he does some amazing covers, very photorealistic art style, usually based on uh, real people that he knows. Like I know a few of his characters in those Marvels books and those Kingdom Come books based on his family and friends. Um, amazing reads, amazing stories, amazing artwork. Check out Justice as well, DC Comics Justice, um, which is amazing, beautiful, beautiful book, painted all the way as well. He does the whole book, not just the cover. Anyway, back to this. So we are looking at this one. Now, this was from Now Comics. So I think this was the first, um, the first company that ha- ever had the license to Terminator. Um, and apparently it wasn't that popular. They, they gave it to a sci-fi writer who was not very versed in the comic book form, um, tended to write a lot of talking heads. Um, you know, they were better as a novelist, but they thought they'd give him a chance. So this was kind of, this was kind of to they were about to lose the license so this was to kind of end that storyline so it was this big finale so they decided to like end the war basically so this is in 2029 and it features john connor um he's no what's he known as in this he's known as something he's got like he's like the bear he's got like a weird nickname the bear um and this is not the john connor we see in like terminator 2 you know with the scar and everything but he is he's very old like he looks super old he's got this like long he's balding but he's got long hair he's got a straggling beard and this is a pretty dark story like this is the end this is coming to the end of the war and everyone's tired and just run down and the, and the opening scene has has john connor it goes to kill himself goes to put the gun in his mouth and kill himself um until he sees somebody fighting against the machines and that inspires him to carry on like she never gave up so i'll never give up and that gives him kind of a second wind and he carries on and they kind of find out where skynet is based and they go there and they have the final battle it's it's a really straightforward story but um that's not necessarily a bad thing i always i was always looking forward to seeing the kind of and obviously in the early terminator films we've got glimpses of that future war um and when terminator salvation was coming out i was like yes excellent we're finally gonna we're, we're finally there we're finally in the future in the wastelands of the future in skynet's future and that film wasn't great was it no that was pro- that's probably my least favorite of the terminator films i think but yeah this is quite again it's very a to b um kind of storyline but it's good it doesn't jump around it's one of the it's one of the stories i quite like because it doesn't jump around with the time traveling element it's just straight war story these kind of crack troop of of resistance fighters that have to do what they have to do to get skynet eliminated to stop the threat of skynet and to you know build humanity back from the the jaws of defeat um so yeah it's uh it's a really good story alex ross is you can see his kind of style is developing it's not there just yet but it's still really good it's still like really really cool like you wouldn't necessarily think it was alex ross but i do i do appreciate the work and i appreciate the 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 time that he puts in it because he was still i think he was still in like college or something or art, art school while while he was doing this so he was doing this between all of his assignments and everything and you know he's one of the first people in his class to get 
get a professional job. Um, I think he did struggle and he said that it's probably not his best work. And I, I would agree, but I don't think it's awful. It's not bad at all. Um, it looks really, it still looks really, really good. Um, you know, this is kind of late 80s. We're talking um, comic book and it's, you know, it looks better than most of the late 80s comic books I could recommend to you. I'll be honest. Um, it's a, it's a gorgeous painted book. Again, not a long story, but it's, it's fun and it's fast paced. It's brutal. It's dark. It's depressing. Um, it's everything you think that the future would be. And, uh, I won't spoil the ending as I, I try not to in any of these, any of these podcasts. Um, the only issue I did have was that they redesigned some of the Terminators to, Kind of look, they look like Cylons. They've got this big, like, one red eye. They're kind of, I think they're supposed to be, like, heavily armored. I mean, you do see, you do see the, the original Terminator in its form, but I think it's only in Skynet's base. Um, when they're out battling, they've got these kind of heavy armor, Cylon-esque masks and, and stuff on. And yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not what I want to see. Like, I wish we saw more of that. I don't know if that was maybe a, uh, an artistic choice, um, to make it easier to draw, quicker to draw, less, because obviously the, the design for the T800 is a very intricate design. Um, so being, being a young art student, maybe Alex Ross didn't have the time or the skills, um, to be able to produce that many, um, who knows who knows but it's 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 a choice it's not not my favorite choice um that's literally my only problem with this book it's fu- it's just it's a good it's a good blast if you're looking for a like a a nice short terminator story set in the future a potential end to the franchise you know um th- there's a lot of the there's a lot of the terminator kind of comics that are kind of out of continuity now or have been retconned out of continuity or um there's a couple of stories that are like this is the final story in this franchise this is the final tale or this is how we end this and it's not really <laughs> uh even with the newest one you know they were like oh we got rid of skynet but now we've got this other thing which is very similar but not but the same but yeah maybe um yeah so we've got all, we've got all that uh going on but yeah highly recommend this one it's a nice it's a nice quick blast of terminator action if you're just looking for that something a quick fix um that the movies have not given you instead of going back and watching arnie t1 and t2 you know you can just pick this up and this can be you can see this as the end of that franchise if you wanted to but yeah great book really really good book next up we are looking at Death Valley. So this is from Terminator Omnibus Volume 2. So there's only a couple of Dark Horse Omnibuses, not as many as Alien or Predator per se. Um, but this is written by Alan Grant with art by Steve Pugh. So this story features two Terminators uh, visiting the late 90s in search for Sarah and John Connor. Because um, this is why roughly they, they don't have much information but it's roughly where they're believed to have lived um obviously using fake names and um, fake you know paperwork um but it's basically just where where they live roughly so they kind of crash down uh come out of the time displacement field um and they start looking for them in the middle of this desert just walking around now they the terminators first thing they do is encounter a bounty hunter who's trying to take back a senator's daughter from the clutches of a satanic gang and and basically that's the start of the story and it just gets like 
worse from there as as in like not as in a bad story but like things just go from bad to worse for these characters like for example the bounty hunter accidentally kills the girl he was trying to he's trying to save and the the other guy they say right the terminator's walking they're like start getting shot and they take everyone's guns and then someone says oh i know where sarah and john connor is the leader of the satanic gang and and they go right well you're going to take us to him uh, and he goes, uh, bye. He runs out. And then they're basically, the story is them chasing this guy who actually just lied. He, like, he doesn't know where they are. He doesn't know who they are. He's just like, I've got to, I've got to run and find this, find these people or just get away. And the, the Terminators are just like, they're just like, right. He said he knows. He can't have been lying. So we're just going to chase him. So they go a bit, they, they get a bit of kind of tunnel vision, which I don't know. I don't know if that's kind of necessarily how the Terminators would be. I imagine they would kind of collate more information, collate more data like machines would. Um, but it, it leads for a lot of kind of fun and bizarre kind of situations and, and matchups in the story. Um, he, the satanic gang leader eventually finds a, he basically finds a family who the mother is called Sarah and the son is called John. So she is, he assumes that that must be the family. So he says he's going to like bargain with them and try and bargain with the Terminators. So he kidnaps them. Um, and they're obviously they're still chasing the bounty hunter is, is back after them because he feels like he has to make up for his mistake for accidentally shooting the girl. Um, Oh, it's so, it's so funny. It's, it's like every kind of seventies kind of chase B movie. Um, very like race with the devil or something like that. It's cause it's got the satanic element. It's got the chase element. Um, it's got terminators from the future. Um, it, it's, it's brilliant. It even has like a, there's another robot in the area that's being tested, like a military robot and, um, like a modern day military robot. And even that gets involved and it's just mental. So it's an absolutely mental story, but it's a lot of fun. Um, one of the Terminators as well is kind of developing like feelings and a personality and um, is, is becoming a softer Terminator, M- much like kind of Arnie and some of the other films. Um, you know, he's questioning the mission, he's questioning killing people, he's questioning why, why we do what we do, why who we are, what we are, and why do we do it. And that's, that's really cool because you've got this other term, this other. F- terminator with him this female terminator is like the exact opposite this cold calculating machine um it's a really nice kind of double act um to have um and it's nice to see that they send more than one terminator back every 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 time they go yeah maybe we should send two just in case you know you ever think about that um so so yeah and that's fun um it's it's great it's got a lot of humor in it it's uh, a lot of you know, just situational. I, I guess you call it situational comedy, um, but it's it's really quite just. It's just a blast. It's just a fun, and it does something different as well. It doesn't do it doesn't do the usual kind of thing. It goes on this weird, wacky kind of ride with loads of you know every everything but the kitchen sink is thrown at this book. And, and it makes it all the more interesting. There's, you could say there's probably too many elements, too many characters, too many things. Um, and I, I will agree that all the stuff that is, is thrown in doesn't necessarily pay off in the end. The end is quite, the ending is quite abrupt because I kind of feel like they were like, I don't quite know what to do with all the elements I put in now. I, I think I'll just end it. And it kind of ends on an explosion. 
And it's kind of like, oh, is that, I was, you know, it, it, the journey is more satisfying than the, than the, you know, the destination in this chase comic, but it's still a fun ride. Uh, just bear that in mind when you get, when you get to the end. Um, it, it, there is a slight kind of sequel to it as well. Um, it's called The Dark Years. Um, it features, uh, Sarah and John Connor not long after this, I think a year or so after this has happened. Um, and because they they make a cameo in within the story as well um but that has some awful artwork in it um it's okay it's an okay story but the the artwork really is just horrific to look at so yeah so maybe don't get dark years but however death valley definitely a good one definitely worth a shout so yes so uh, that was number four so moving on to number three the Enemy of My Enemy. So this is quite a modern one. Uh, this is written by Dan Jolly and with art by Jamal Ingle. Um, so this follows a former soldier bounty hunter who's sent after a scientist who, unbeknownst to her, is also targeted for termination by Skynet, who have also sent a T-800. This is a really good one because it's like it's uh, the lead character is this hench uh, female soldier. Like she's she's massive. Um, she is built like a brick shit house. Um, you know, so like it lo- looks like a bodybuilder. It's kind of like almost like a, a female Arnie, I guess, if you will. Um, and she is you don't mess with her like she kicks so much ass in this book um it's un- it's unreal um and she's got to find this find this scientist doesn't know why she needs to find the scientist is just being paid to get the scientist grab them back uh, alive if possible and just just do the job do the job that is required but then this terminator comes in he's got it looks a bit like fabio he's got this big uh, long long mane of hair um which instantly gets burned off or shot off um because that is the terminator way you know if you don't see a bit of metal underneath what's the point you don't see the red eyes underneath what's the point just a bloke um so so yeah so you've got that kind of kind of element and and it's it's um basically the science the reason the scientist is being targeted by the t eight hundred she's not done it just yet, but she's going to come up with a way for to graft like artificial skin onto bodies um and that it, that it would heal and grow and what have you and, and work as normal skin would and that obviously comes to comes to fore in the future when they're developing the T-800s and they develop the skin, putting the skin on the, on the endoskeletons or the exoskeletons. Um, so yeah, so that's a huge thing. And, and she, but she also came up with a virus to stop it. So, so in the future they can, they would be able to get rid of their skin. So she can, she has this virus that could just destroy the skin because she's worried that it would, the, the artificial skin would build into like a cancerous, um, you know, growth. It just wouldn't stop. Um, so she developed, she's developed a virus as well. She's got an idea to develop a virus for this particular problem. Um, so obviously that in the future could be used against the Terminators so they couldn't infiltrate any of the the bases for the resistance so that becomes a huge huge plot point in this story but what's what's interesting what happens in this story uh which makes it 
something a bit different is that she is kidnapped by another group of scientists who are developing the leftover technology from the previous films. Um, uh, I think it's the, from the first film. So a lot of these are kind of like not long set after the first movie, a lot of the stories. Um, they're not necessarily set after Terminator 2. So a lot of them are kind of are in that kind of middle ground um, where there's a bit more kind of you can play around with the timeline a bit more. There's a bit more fluidity and stuff like that. Yeah, this scientist group kidnapper. So then the weirdest thing, the weirdest and best thing happens is that the Terminator and the Bounty Hunter team up to get her back, to get her back from these these bounty these uh science the scientist group before they do or you know they both have a job to do he wants to kill her she wants to get her is what it is um all the while like the bounty hunters is having a kind of a crisis of conscience and um there's a like a troubling disturbing backstory that she has again won't spoil it because it plays into the plot of the story it's great to see like terminators side by side as well um you know considering they're still it's not like arnie where he's been reprogrammed to be nice like this one is still has a mission and will talks about killing them uh killing the scientists and stuff and talks about how you know quite quite nonchalantly quite brashly about how he's going to kill her as well once we've got her back once we've got the scientists back <laughs> and then there's this massive amazing kind of clash towards the end and this guy this is like this is a terminator that like like all the films say, absolutely will not stop until you are dead. Um, and this this story just goes to show they just keep coming and coming. Just when you think you've killed it again, it's coming and coming. Um, and that's you know on the staples of the Terminator franchise. Um, but it's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, and again, it's quite a modern book, so it's got it's got nice modern art. It's clear. It's clean. Looks great. Um, it's a lot of fun. And this, and this bounty hunter, like, she can, you know, she can handle herself. Like, she can put up, like, the Terminator has battled her so much and know, and knows her so well that he goes, you know what? It's actually better if we do team up because you're just going to be a hindrance to me all the way there. So I'm, we might as well just team up because we're both, they're kind of equals. They're kind of equals in kind of skill, um, strength at least, um, you know, proficiency in weapons as well. So that's a, it's a, yeah, just good, just a good story, really. Um, yeah, no, that, that's probably the most modern one, uh, that I like. Well, no, actually, no, I've got a few more. Um, but yeah, so, so that's a really good one. And again, it's not, it's something a little different, something on the outside, on the fringes of the storyline, the timeline. Um, but I do like that one a lot. So this is this next one is technically two miniseries back to back. It's written by the same team, uh, drawn by the same team, um, and it makes it makes sense to include them both. You can't really include one and not include the other. Um, so this is Terminator twenty twenty nine and Terminator nineteen eighty four. This is written by uh, Joss Whedon's brother Zach Whedon and with art by Andy McDonald. So this is effectively a reimagining or a, a kind of a, a soft reboot of the original Terminator movies and the timeline. So basically it starts off and the question is, what if 
Kyle Reese survived at the end of the first Terminator movie? What if he got, you know, he got woken up or taken back or revived somehow after that explosion, um, saved? Uh, and then he's been held in captivity, being questioned. Um, as if he because he doesn't effectively he doesn't exist in the in the past so he's got no rights I guess if you don't exist maybe that's how they argue it um, but they lock him up and then the resistance finds him in the future in 2029 uh, he's old this old man he's got a beard he's got long hair you know and then how does that affect the timeline so what what he does is he goes you know he tells his friend I am your best friend from ages he he convinces him uh his best mate that he needs help he needs to help him in the future or in the past oh it's confusing all oh, the time travel so confusing so he needs to go into the past when Carl Reese goes into the past and assist him and make sure that this doesn't happen and make sure Sarah's okay and make sure that the child's all right and that none of this comes to pass basically to sort of save the future and and his the best friend Carl Reese's best friend only agrees because his girlfriend has just died and he wants to bring her he wants to bring her back effectively or hope or make sure that she never dies in that time in 2029 oh this is confusing already <laughs> so confusing um i hope i hope i'm making some sort of sense to you um but yeah that's 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 basically what it is um so so we have we get to, what's really nice about it is you get to see like this is this is one story where where Sarah Connor actually plays like a significant role. They they don't just kind of leave her out. I imagine in those early comics they left her out because they were like, well, she's going to be in sequels and she's going to turn up again. Or so they're probably just like, we'll do our own kind of storyline and stuff. But this one they've gone right. Let's just get Sarah. Let's just write Sarah Connor. Let's make her look like Linda Hamilton. Let's make Carl Reese look like Michael Bean. Let's just go whole hog. And it it kind of works. Like there's a lot of reimaginings that don't really work and and reboots that you know don't have those same elements don't keep those same elements but if this was a movie i'd, I'd buy it obviously they wouldn't look carl reese wouldn't look like the same actor and linda hamilton wouldn't look like the same actor a bit like genesis but i could buy this i could i could get into this and it's it's nice to see like sarah and kyle like in love together like in a relationship trying to raise their child in this story and you get to see like sarah as kind of already become or is slowly becoming the character we see in like Terminator 2 and like the badassery is coming out more and more and and yeah and it's great to have this this kind of other character this new character who who is a fresh voice is a new voice there's a really great bit where Kyle Reese is showing him the photo that John Connor's given uh given him to to look at and uh and his mate's like that's a bit creepy dude uh which I was like yeah kind of it's like his dead mom you're giving a he's giving a picture to you of his his dead mom he was like yeah yeah, big, big creepy. Uh, so, so I quite, I quite like that moment. I thought it was quite funny. There is, a, there is a fair bit of humour in this book as well. And being, you know, being Joss Whedon's brother, yeah, kind of that comes to the fore and comes to to play in the story. Um, and yeah, it's just some great interactions between the characters. A lot of heartbreak, a lot of humour. And it's again, it's a reboot that kind of works, and and it, it would have been interesting to see if they'd gone a little further with it, or you know, wanted to carry on, did like a a longer running series. That wasn't the case, um, but it still kind of ties up nice, nice and neatly, um, and kind of adds adds a bit more kind of context and to kind of adds more. 
uh, backstory to kind of Sarah and her training and who she's who she is going to become uh and you know when she comes out and and becomes that you know that the Madonna the future Madonna or or whatever you want to call it mother of the future however she describes herself but yeah it's really good it's kind of it's the shot in the arm the franchise needs it it needed some similar that's the that's the hard line is balancing these reboots and reimaginings and stuff it's again it's the same with any sequel as well you don't want it too similar but then you don't want it too different either it's the it's that thin thin line you have to kind of straddle and it's it's difficult you know that's why a lot of the sequels you know don't come off as well you know in 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 movie history because they're trying to straddle that line and these reboots and reimaginings it's the same thing it's all the same thing we're just trying to capture the essence of of the first one and and then but not completely the same shit you know like the same i had the same issue with with false awakens like i like it don't get me wrong i think it's a really good film but it was a lot of the same, and I, and I get that you want to you want to come back to that after episode one, two, and three. You know, you want that kind of you want to feel like the original. So it was, but it was carbon copy a lot of it, like just a new hope. It's you know, you know, plans are in a droid. You know, it's a planet killing device. Gotta stop it. There's a Jedi there as well. Force stuff. You know, the stuff like I like the bit with the TIE fighters like tied down to that cable. I thought that was really cool in that whole situation. And there's there's some really good there's really good stuff. That uh forest fight with the lightsabers is great. You know, great movie. But again, a lot of it, like the first hour, 45 minutes, I'm like, show me something new. Show me something new. You know, take me to another planet. Take me to somewhere else. Take me to, and you know, show me something that hasn't been done or or a new spin on something. And again, it wasn't really a new spin. It was just like Jakku, just like Tatooine. Yeah, Jakku is effectively Tatooine. You know, it's just like we'll put a new name on something. But this is this is a good reimagining, reinterpretation. Um, you know, some people would think it was sacrilege to mess with, um, but I th- I think it, it works. It's a fine story. Uh, it's got a lot of good elements, a lot of good writing. I- artwork's good. A um, lot of fun can be had with all these books. Uh, okay, moving on. So next one is Tempest from Terminator Omnibus Volume 1. So this is written by John Arcudi uh, with art by Chris Warner. So this is Dark Horse's first Terminator comic. Uh, and it's another sequel to the original film, which almost most of these are. To, you know, all these comics are effectively sequels to the original film. So these, this is like, this was the start of basically, like Dark Horse, they didn't really do like ongoing series. They just did mini series, um, which I think was a, was a good idea because it kind of I prefer short form storytelling for the most part. I don't really do TV shows really on you know very rarely when I watch you know a whole TV show. It you know depends, but I, I prefer a a shorter story that has it's more satisfying. There's 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 no there's no like bloody you know tag on episodes or like oh this is just oh this is just you know we're just stalling with this episode until the finale we're just going to get a couple more episodes out you know like the netflix marvel shows there was always a couple of episodes you're like just trim them off and it would have been fine this is a story about a another evil scientist as as there's always evil scientists in all these stories you can't you can't get away from them um wait till wait till i start on alien versus predator as well a lot of evil scientists 
So yeah, so this uh, features another evil scientist again trying to use the technology left behind from the first Terminator movie and they're trying to create the Terminators or jump forward in technology years ahead of its time and Skynet sends back a whole team of Terminators. Like, talk about upping the ante from the first film. You've got like five Terminators all sent back and you've got a badass team of resistance fighters sent back as well right after them so we're, we're getting to see like it, it's like aliens it's like james cameron's aliens they go right more is better <laughs> bigger better badder and again great it's uh features another scientist who's kind of doesn't believe what is going on and is kind of they're trying to manipulate him trying to get him to get the information to to destroy all the the leftover terminator pieces um all that sort of good stuff but yeah it's 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 really fun it's uh, very bombastic um it's a lot of cool kind of moments these uh this team of, of, of soldiers kind of have a, trying to get used to kind of like living in like la or uh wherever it's based i think it's la um and just get used to the whole world outside of of what they know uh and it's really it's really interesting and this started off like a, this was a there was proper continuity among this and four of the titles four of the miniseries kind of carry on this story um not only do they send back terminators they also send back a partly human cyborg terminator like almost human but not quite um so not not as in like you know he has skin on top of the because basically terminators are robots and then they put skin on top but they were robots before so i kind of still consider them robots i know it's living tissue and living flesh but i still kind of consider them robots like this guy is like a literal melding like robocop a literal melding of flesh and machine so so that's what you that's what you that's why i consider a cyborg when it's proper like melding um as opposed to just you know pop a bit of skin on them um but yeah that's fine if you, you if you want to consider that but i, I kind of i know the cyborgs but i still kind of consider them robots anyway anywho so this this is uh, again huge really bombastic really epic very straightforward kind of story and there's a few twists and turns here and there but it's it's a fun it's a fun blast of a kind of comic book um again these these comic books like i do feel like again like i'll always go back to the i think the aliens comics are just fantastic like they are just so so good and i think that the terminator comics are a few and far between uh again bit like the alien versus predator comics not many but there's enough to keep you going and if you're looking for those kind of classic elements the terminator comics will always have them um usually time travel definitely a killer robot you know they'll, they'll always have those elements there'll be a chase element there'll be a you know there'll be a bit of gore here and there i just don't think that the terminator comics like again like I talked about the Predator comics, I don't think they expand the universe enough. Like Aliens, it constantly expanded that universe enough for me. But I feel like, again, the Terminator and Predator ones do not do as much as those Alien comics. Um, again, very good, still really good, still really fun. And, you know, if you're looking for a Terminator fix, this these are good stories. Same with Predator. But again, Aliens comics top top of my list every time uh, in regards to kind of licensed comics um but yeah so you, you kind of get in this you kind of get with that evil science you kind of get like a dyson figure but he's he's not 
you know sympathetic he is just pure evil and just wants all the all the technology all the power and all the money and all the advances that the terminator technology from the future can give him um and we get a really cool leader of the squad who's basically what sarah connor in terminator 2 becomes like it's almost carbon copy that idea but that film didn't come out this was late 80s so this is this is kind of like almost like uh a snapshot of what sarah connor was going to become the absolute badass she was going to become because she's tough she's doesn't give a shit the her squad you know all respect her all respect her decisions and her leadership and you know they've survived this long under her leadership so so she's full on and you know she's she's a really interesting character and she features in a lot of these following books as well um so this was kind of the first ever book uh for terminator and and again it kind of follows a set number of of stories afterwards um but yeah this is a really good one and i think it's a good place to start um i do rec- i do recommend the story and and the sequels as well i think the sequels are good as well in their own way um and they kind of follow on. They're a little bit different. I know in one of the sequels that they get, um, this kind of bike again gets hold of the Terminator and just starts putting like metal horns on it and makes it look like a fucking demon. Very metal. Um, like a biker gang. Um, yeah. And it's like riding a motorcycle with horns popping out and stuff. It's pretty, it's kind of, kind of cool. It's a bit, bit much maybe, but it's kind of cool as well. So I'll give it that. Uh, okay. Moving on. So that was, Oh, sorry, that was my number one, wasn't it? Yeah, that was that was Tempest. So that was a five. So, uh, so that was Burning Earth and Death Valley, the enemy of my enemy, twenty twenty nine, nineteen eighty four, and Tempest. So yeah, so really, really good stories. Definitely worth checking out. Definitely worth finding. Um, I'm going to mention the honourable mentions I have, of course, because. What else? What else do I do? So, uh, so the the stories following on from Tempest, which are also really good, and, and the ending is so clever. The ending is so so good. It kind of comes out of nowhere. Um, so it goes: Tempest, secondary objectives, the enemy within, and finally End Game. So they're all Terminator comics. Those are those are all in. Um, Terminator Omnibus Volumes 1 and 2. I recommend those. And again, all these other books are separate from those, but I'd probably, I'd probably get those anyway because it's kind of classic Terminator stuff. Um, I also recommend uh, Terminator One-Shot. Again, that's in the first Omnibus, Terminator Omnibus. Um, it's written by James Robinson, who's one of my favourite comic book writers of all time. Um, Starman and, and various other stuff he's written. And it's drawn by one of my favourite artists and writers, which is Matt Wagner. Um, and it's basically a story about a female Terminator sent back in time to kill Sarah Connor, but the target she picks is not the correct Sarah Connor, and this Sarah Connor is mm, decidedly a bit of a horrible person. Um, so it's, you know, and potential murderer as well. So um, makes for an interesting story. Um, great artwork as well. Matt Wagner's artwork is gorgeous um put i put it up there with the early alex ross stuff from burning earth definitely check that out um and then sector war i would have included sector war but it's very similar to a lot of the other stories you know woman's getting chased uh again set in the 80s um and it's 
features a female policewoman who uh, just recently become pregnant by a loser boyfriend and is being chased by a Terminator and has to team up with uh, with some gangs. And there's a, there's a great panel where um, they're leading the Terminator into a trap and it, there's a big... The, they're in this tower block with all the gangs and stuff, kind of uh, a bit like the raid or uh, dread or something. And uh, there's a bit where they paint on the wall, and it just says, "This way, you metal prick," um, which was my favourite moment in the entire book. Um, it's a good, good story. Do recommend it as well. They're all good books. Um, check them out. So, Terminator Omnibus Volume One and Two has most of these stories um, that I've mentioned. Um, Sector Wars separate. Burning Earth separate. Twenty Twenty Nine, Nineteen Eighty Four is separate and the burning earth as well all good stuff again that's pretty much for the most part that's pretty much all the terminator comics there are out there i mean you can get the single issues and stuff all of these are available on comiXology as well if you want to get the digital versions or again you can get the physical versions there are other terminator comics out there but i've I've heard that they're of lesser quality and than the ones i've read from from what i've read online but these are really good. I love the Terminator franchise. I love Arnie. I, I, I do love Arnie, but it's nice to see these characters are not, they don't all look like Arnie. They don't have the likeness of Arnie. It's, it's, cause I, I never really got why they all kind of looked like Arnie. You know, they didn't, it, surely if you're trying to infiltrate, you wouldn't have every Terminator look exactly the same as one person. They go, okay, he looks like the same as the last infiltrator. So we're going to shoot you in the face. You know, I just, I never really understood that. I, I mean, Arnie's great, he's fun, he's a fantastic actor, he's a fantastic Terminator, but in terms of the, the whole idea of the Terminator, it kind of never really made much sense. So it's good to see like all these all these Terminators don't look like Arnie. I mean, they probably don't have the likeness rights anyway, but it's nice to kind of have that element and have that something different, a different design, different race, different gender, you name it, different size, you know, um, I love it. Again, I do think the best Terminator comic is Robocop vs. Terminator, which, again, reviewed recently. Um, check that out if you missed that. Um, that is definitely the best for me. Um, but these are, these are good. Again, good second, second stop. If you've got a fix after reading Robocop vs. Terminator, come on down, read that. Um, read any of these. They're all, they're all fun books and you'll get, you'll get a kick out of all of them. Thank you very much for joining me. I've got, um, I'm gonna do another one soon. I think the next one I will do, uh, is another one by myself. Uh, and that will be the, uh, as requested by Angry Andy Knowles. I'm gonna do the top five Riddler comics. So probably the most underrated and underappreciated villain of all time. And, you know, this is, this is what I'm all about. Underappreciated, underrated. This is what I do. So I've done the research, believe it or not. I've done the research. I've done the hard work. So you guys don't have to, um, because there's also not a lot of good Riddler stories out there. So I've managed to kind of, kind of find the, the half decent ones. Uh, nah, they're good. They're really, really good. Um, but yeah, I will do probably do that next. So, uh, so you guys know where to find me. So, uh, it's at Facebook. It's at Secret Balls. Uh, Twitter, it's at Dan underscore Balls. Uh, Instagram, Spider Dan Secret Balls. Um, and the podcast is available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, and many, many more. Um, guys, I hope you enjoyed this. Um, hope you enjoyed all the Terminator references. Da dun 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 dun
that is our Terminator podcast, guys. And remember to check us out. Um, and if you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can always buy me a coffee. And that's at ko-fi.com forward slash Spider-Down Secret Balls. And don't forget to use the hashtag prepare for prattle. So this is me out, guys. Uh, this is me logging out. Bye.